Blog Talk Radio. Sponsored by WomenSpeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, you're listening to Marnie's Friends. Hey everybody, this is Marnie and welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends with our special guest today, Teresa Lusk of TeresaLusk.com. We're going to be talking today about Just Say Yes. If God calls you to do it, then you can do it. I love this topic. I love our guest, and I'm excited to have you here with us this afternoon as we, during the next hour, explore how to tell if you're called and qualified to anything in particular, uh, the paramount questions to ask yourself regarding your calling and purpose, some critical identifiers of the call and the purpose, the secret to doubt as an advantage, the power of discovering voices around you, how to position yourself to believe, yes, I really can do it. How to see yourself or your calling as a catapult for yourself and others and ways to increase the connection of your calling to the opportunity. Teresa is an amazing woman who um, learned to trust God through difficult situations. She empowers individuals to move beyond their past and present circumstances into an extraordinary life through Jesus Christ, and you can learn more about her over at TeresaLusk.com at this time. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you, Marnie. I'm so glad to be on with you today. Well, and I'm excited to be here with you, and we get to do some uh, speed networking with women's ministry leaders and speakers down in Texas, and you're going to be part of that um, in the Dallas area here in just a couple weeks. Excited to uh, get to finally meet you face-to-face. Of course, you're a speaker over at womenspeakers.com. That's how we got to know each other. So happy to have you here. You've also written Thank a couple you. of books, Teresa, um, Prayer that Cha- Prayers That Change Us and Good Enough to Be a Homemaker and a CEO. But your life started out looking really put together. And maybe just very briefly tell that story. Uh, well, Marnie, I um, had kind of a, a interesting life there. I uh, was a mom at a really young age and uh, and uh, made a lot of really bad choices and that was uh, 21 or so and I um, God put a good man in my life and we got married and and then several uh, years later we got saved together and so we came to Christ together and began to really live out the life that uh, Christ called us to live, but there was it was hard to get there, and to believe that I had purpose was really difficult. Um, I always wondered, do I really have a purpose? And I got into so many different things trying to find that purpose. And as I began to really uh, believe, understand, and seek the, God for for what He had for me, He began to reveal that and show it to me in time. And I'm not saying I have it all figured out yet, but I know uh, I have a, at least a clear path for where he has me now. Hmm. That's so great. Well, we're going to kind of walk through some of these things for others who may not feel like they can quite go yes to God because, you know, there's just some issues that they've got in their own thinking. Like, am Mm -hmm. I sure I heard right? Am I sure I'm the one? You know, I mean, I like to say it this way. I have lots of faith in God. It's me I don't have faith in. (laughs) Can you relate? (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Go ahead and talk about how a person can tell if she's really called or qualified. So you've got this idea or this passion, but you know how can you tell if you're really hearing right? If you're the if you're the right one for the job. Well, Marnie, number one, I think, it, and this is probably the most important point I will share today. 
because it's easy to forget, but you, and sometimes we just don't even realize it. We don't think about it. But the number one thing I would love for people to just really hear, if they don't hear anything at all, this should be it, that you're part of God's family, whether you feel it or not. And, and, you know, it's true. And when we're, we're a child of God, um, it's your past to your calling. It's, it's a past. And uh, I like John 1 and 12. It says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in him, he gave the right to become children of God. So number one, because we're his children, we're called and we're qualified. And we can't forget that. Okay. So that one, that one is a pretty global one. What are we called and qualified to do or be? Whatever God has put in your heart, and that's the thing <laughs> is sometimes we go, but I don't know what that is and 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 i'll talk we'll talk about that in a little bit, but number one, we're called to live and to fulfill that which he puts in our hearts and and we're going to talk like i said we're going we're going to talk about how what that thing is, and we'll we'll talk about identifiers, how can we identify what that thing is because some people are just lost, some people question, do I need to have a purpose? And some people just go, well, I think it's this, but is it really it? Or is it just my own imagination? So that's something that we can use to kind of gauge. I think I want to wing back around to this one later on again, because uh, I think that let's just say that the listener or that you guys, you already know Jesus as your personal Savior. You're part of the family of God. And you're like, yeah, I got that part that I'm part of the family, but I just don't know if this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, and maybe and maybe that's not what we're addressing today here because, you know, like I teach, and I know, Teresa, you work with gals on this too, but I teach like a mission and vision training, and it takes a couple hours, you know, to help mm-hmm. kind of just get through the weeds and to see, you know, <laughs> just mm-hmm. see yeah. what's really there. Yeah. You know, and it may not be yeah. something that we can address during this hour, but definitely – you know, just to know that when you are clear about what God's calling you to do, if you're a child of God, then you are called and qualified to do it. And I always say there is time to do everything God wants me to do. There's not every yeah. time to do everything or everything good or everything anybody else wants me to do or everything I maybe even want to do. But if God is God, then there must be time. There must be the resources to do everything that I'm supposed to do. Otherwise, really, God, God's not God. And so uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. It's so comforting to me, you know, and that's part of mm-hmm. being part of his family. Well, let's talk about that's some of the right. questions that we can ask uh, to help clarify that call and purpose. Okay. Well, one of the things I would say is um, do you dream or hope of something to fulfilling your life, um, whether or not you know what it is? So one of the ways that we know that we have purpose is, as ironic as it sounds, is that we question, what is that purpose? Do I even have that purpose? And so I think that it's important to use that question as a um, kind of, and also an identifier of you are called for something. The fact that you even dream or hope for something is an indicator that you are called for something. Um, and... Um, so, so I said, why would, you know, why would we even have the ability to dream if we didn't have the capability or the call to accomplish his call and work in our lives? It, is, it would be impossible, don't you think, Marnie? It would just be impossible. Yeah. 
So we got to know that the fact that we're dreaming of something, the fact that we're hoping for something, the fact that we really somehow we believe that there is a purpose in a car, we wouldn't even be questioning it. And we need, and, and it's important to remember that. Uh, because sometimes in our search, it becomes so desperate. You know, one of the things that I used to do uh, is I went through this journey because for me, this this was a journey for a long time. I knew that I knew that I knew that I had a call and a purpose, but I wasn't exactly sure what it was or what it looked like. And so I actually looked up scriptures on, in Proverbs about purpose, and I would just write them down and and pray them and proclaim them every day until I felt like I was steady enough in my faith to trust God that he was going to bring something forth. And that even if that thing that was inside of me, that it was stirring, but I didn't exactly know what it was, that it, that, that it would be clear at some point. I love that. I love just uh, the faith to say, I'm not even sure what's going on, but I trust you. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's hard. You know, that's hard because I think a lot of people I say, well, I've been waiting, you know, and that's kind of frustrating. And trust me, there was days when I did cry out, I literally with tears uh, on my knees and just wept and said, God, I know you have something for me. I know you have something for me. And, and then eventually the battle for me became, uh, and, and not that this is exactly what our interview is about, but just to got, kind of give you a little insight, I was torn between being a mom at home and raising kids but yet I knew I had this calling for something in addition to my homemaking call. And I could feel it and I knew it was there, but it just wasn't quite the time to be fully released into it. And that was frustrating as well. But I knew that there was something and I had to hang on to that. Yeah. I remember uh, years ago, I, was, I also knew that I had a calling and I knew that I was supposed to go this direction, but nothing was uh, appearing like in the way that it would seem like I was supposed to go that way. And so I was just right. so confused. I remember one time I just went in my room and I shut the door and I was really frustrated with God. And I was just being really honest and be like, God, you're just not fulfilling any of the promises you put in my heart. You're not doing what you said you were going to do. What's going on? What are you doing? And all I heard in my mind was James 4.14. And I couldn't think of what James 4.14 would be. I knew James 4.10 because God sent me there a lot, which is humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. But what does 4.14 say? I don't know. So I grab my Bible and I pick it and I whip it open to James 4.14, which begins with these words. You do not know the least thing. Mm, <laughs> and wow. I, tell you, I burst out laughing and it was like, okay then, okay then. I don't, and I walked out of my room completely completely restored and revived. And I said to every family member that came near me, I said, I don't know anything. I know nothing. This is great. I don't know anything. <laughs> and it was just such a freeing moment to realize that I didn't have to see the whole path. I didn't have to know anything except just yes. to trust Jesus. You know, and that mm-hmm. was great. Well, what were some of the other questions that you would want us to ask uh, regarding our calling and purpose? Um, well, how about this? Do you dream of what it will look like and feel like when it's all said and done? Um, this is, again, the fact that you do have a purpose. You think about this thing, and what will it be? Uh, what will it look like? Kind of, And it kind of goes, you know, hand in hand with what you said about, you know, you know nothing, or basically. And, uh, and so we don't know, but it's okay if we dream of it. 
it's okay if we wonder what it will look like when we get there. And I love what you said, Marnie, about how you, you, you know, you went into your room and you were, you know, upset and frustrated and whatever, and you were honest with God, you know, this, this waiting period sometimes is a little overwhelming. And, but, you know, you go back to this stirring in me, it's not leaving. And I, and I really would like for the audience who are listening to remember that is as long as it's stirring, you can bet the promise will come to be fulfilled. If it's stirring in you, it's not going to go away. Do you know what I'm saying, Marnie? It's not going to go away. You're not going to lose this purpose. God is not going to forget about us. He's not going to just leave you hanging. If he's put this in you, it will come to pass. So you have to remind yourself that the stirring in our spirit for this thing that we seek, it's just a reminder that it's still coming to pass. I love that. And I think about the people in the Bible who did have to wait so long. Mm-hmm. I, I think Joseph is the, the biggest one for me because really honestly, nobody else ever believed anything about his dream. Nobody. And nothing gave evidence that it would ever come to pass. So mm-hmm. he just, you know, he just went on with his life. And I don't know, you know, during all those years, I don't know if the visions ever came back to him like, um, this is still going to happen. You know, we don't have any indication mm-hmm. of that. It's possible that he got to see them one time and then that he just lived for Jesus, just lived for God, mm-hmm. you know, full out that whole interim period, you know, which is, mm-hmm. is such an inspiration to any of us who have a big dream in our hearts that's mm-hmm. hard for others to appreciate. They don't have to. You know what? It's really not about right. them. It's about something that God put in your heart. We're going to take a little break, but were there any other questions that you wanted us to think about at this stage here? Um, Again, why would we even have the ability to dream if we didn't have the capacity or the call to accomplish his call? And um, that's it. Yeah, it's an interesting thought. I guess I haven't really thought about, you know, why do we have the capacity to dream? That's that's an interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to think about that mm-hmm. a little bit more. <laughs> That's okay. Good. That's good. Well, this is Marnie visiting today with Teresa Lusk. Uh, she spells her name T-E-R-E-S-A, Lusk, L-U-S-K.com. And we're going to come back and talk about some critical identifiers of your call and purpose as well as the secret to doubt as an advantage. So we'll be right back. Don't go away. Online training, instant access, increase your skills in the minutes you have. Did you know that the recordings of all of these podcasts are now available to you free of charge at Marnie.com. You can listen via Stitcher, iTunes, or Blog Talk Radio, or download the MP3 for easy listening anytime you have time. Every training module is 60 minutes long, features a guest expert, and focuses on practical, doable, and easy-to-implement next steps in your particular fields of interest. Whether you're looking for help with author training, speaker training, to how to be a media guest, how to be a better manager, maybe you want to be a women's ministry leader, or you already are, or possibly you want to learn more about event planning. Bonus sections even address how to succeed in leadership, marriage, parenting, health, and more. So pick your area of interest and get going today. It's instantly accessible to you anytime you have time over at Marnie.com. Hey, welcome back. This is Marnie Sledberg and our guest today, Teresa Lusk. We are visiting about how to say yes to God, even when you're a little nervous about doing it and you're not really sure that you're the one that's supposed to do it, but yet this calling inside of your spirit won't go away. Teresa, let's dive into the critical identifiers of a call and purpose. 
Yes, me. Um, that won't stop on the inside of you, even if it gets shushed with life issues from time to time. And I think as women, most women, not everybody, but for for sure every woman has something that she has to deal with in her everyday life. Um, I just, I admire women a lot because we are just, uh, we carry a lot of different loads and not that our men don't, but we carry a lot of different loads because we're kind of the sacrificing kind of, you know, people. And so um, a lot of times life gets in the way. And so we we start letting that stirring get hushed a little bit. It, because this happens, that happens, this new job, this new ministry, this new education track that I'm starting on, whatever it may be. And so sometimes life gets in the way and it starts to shush this stirring, but the stirring never stops. So we've got to remember that if you have the constant stirring, that is a, a critical identifier of your call and purpose. And what I mean by a stirring, um, Marnie, maybe you can even share a little bit about how you feel, but when you were, um, when you knew that you were called for something, you just wouldn't leave it alone, right? I mean, it just kept going in your mind and your heart. There was something, there was something you pursued it, you looked for it, you prayed for it. It's the same, it's the same thing. Um, even, even when, when we get a little busy, it's okay, but that stirring will go nowhere. Um, it may quiet down a little bit, but it's not going anywhere. Um, Another critical identifier is it looks like a passion for a cause. You know, a lot of times uh, we don't even realize that, that the identifier is right before us. You know, sometimes we're waiting for this miraculous sign, yet God has already equipped us with this passion for a cause. Um, and so what is that? You know, one of the things that when I was searching and searching, um, one of the things that I did was I had moved to a new town. I'm from Dallas originally, and I moved about 30 minutes north, and uh, I was very lonely out here because the town was much smaller. I'm a huge city girl. I had nothing to do, so I started to look for somewhere to volunteer, and uh, the, the library here asked me to come in and, and do say something, and so I said, they said, what can you do? I said, I, I don't know. I could speak Spanish, and I and they said, great, you want to teach a class? Well, I've never done that before. I've never written much in Spanish. And I said, sure. So I went for it. I started doing it. And I realized, Marnie, that I had a passion for teaching. And I didn't know that until I went out there and did that. So, um, so that kind of opened up the door for my realization that I, I have a, a, a love for teaching. So I have to ask, what, what cause do you pursue or what, what has come your way, really, that makes you go, gosh, this, I think I like this a lot. That might be what you're called to do at this time and this season in your life. I love that illustration because uh, there's something that popped out to me as you were speaking there is that you were willing to test the water. You, you didn't say, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, maybe I could teach this class on Spanish and I'm pretty sure that's what I'm supposed to do full time for the rest of my life. You know, you were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I need something to do. And, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of, I feel, I feel like that's a lot of the way how God leads us around. He, he has so many different yes. ways of leading us around. But I think so yes. many times looking back, we say, I kind of fell into it. I've interviewed mm-hmm. so many women's ministry leaders on this program, and so many of them say, I kind of fell into it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting that because it's not like you were born thinking, I'm going to be a women's ministry leader. But yet at right. the same time, 
God equips you and prepares you, and then one day there you are. Mm-hmm. You're you know doing this position and you're loving it, and it's like wow, this is this is mm-hmm. really my heart. This is what I've created yeah. to do. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any absolutely. other critical identifiers that you can? Yes, make? absolutely. It and I because. I think this is this is perfect too. I mean, when I when I was asked if I wanted to teach, well, Marnie, I don't even have the best grammar <laughs> in English or Spanish, so that was kind of scary. But you know, it looks sure. like being afraid, but going for it and knowing that you may possibly fail, but you're going to be willing to try again, to tweak, to change, or to grow through the process. I didn't know if I was going to succeed. I was, of course, I was a little afraid, but I was, you know, here's the deal. I was tired of being where I was. I needed to tap into this thing. And, um, and so this caused me to just jump out there, whether I was afraid or not. It, it caused me to tap into just a peak, really, of what God would have me to do. But something mm-hmm. had to open the door. Something had to open the door. And so I meet a lot of women who they say, well, mm-hmm. I'll do something, but I'm going to wait and see what I'm supposed to do. Sometimes we need to just step out, even if we're a little afraid, and something happens because great things happen through relationships, through people you meet. You just don't know what's going to happen. So I would say, you know, if you've been sitting around at home waiting for that miraculous sign, um, you may just need to step out and, uh, you know, get over the fear a little bit. I know it's scary. Marnie knows it's scary. Uh, but I wouldn't have done it any other way, Marnie. I don't know about you, but I would not have done it any other way. I really love, uh, I've come to define the word failure as feedback. <laughs> and so mm, like when, you, when you step into this scary place and you don't know if it's where you're supposed to go, but, you know, it's the door that seems to be wide open right now. And you do have, even though you're nervous, you have peace about it. So you walk yeah. through and you don't know how it's going to go. And even, Teresa, mm-hmm. this still happens all the time in the areas where I feel very secure and called. Still, I may attempt to do something, put out a program or, uh, you know, do something fails, and I'll be like, hmm, okay, hmm. God, you know, what are you teaching me here? Am I supposed to keep going at it and tweak it, or am I supposed to let mm-hmm. this particular thing go? Or, or was it for just, you know, mm-hmm. the practice of doing it? Or why was, sure. you know, why did this fail? And sometimes if you just sit with Jesus for a little bit and get some feedback, mm-hmm on what happened there. It's it's really awesome. I, I can't mm-hmm. even tell you how exciting it is to learn this way once you know you're safe. It's like having a safety <laughs> net. Jesus is our yeah. safety net. So even when you yeah. fail, it's okay. You fall in the mm-hmm. net and then Jesus picks you up and you have a little more skill for it or you have another relationship for it or whatever it is. God brings good. God brings good. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, recently I put together an event for um, – uh, women leaders. And I, you know, I just felt like I needed to do it. And I didn't have a super clear plan. Most people will tell you, what are you thinking? You know, but here's, here's <laughs> how I'm starting to see life. Our days are limited. You know, our days are numbered. And I want to make the best of every opportunity. If I put together some event or some networking, whatever it may be, it, I, the way I'm seeing it now, Marnie, is use your platform. Your platform is any relationship that you have, where you, a place where you can gather with several women. You know, sometimes we think, uh, when we think of platforms, we think of big churches, big places. My goal now is just to even open up my own home, which I do a lot, and, um, and just give people an opportunity to meet each other 
And though that was kind of scary to me because I thought, well, I don't know, you know, this is, this is not even usually the path that I would choose. But I took a chance because what's the worst that can happen? Like you said, I could get feedback. And, yes, it may fail terribly, and, uh, but, but I, I really want to be at a place where I'm willing to take risks and I'm casting my net out there. I want to cast my net yeah, as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great way to say it. Love it. So uh, you have actually a secret to doubt as an advantage. What is that? Well, that's, I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so we can let doubt beat us down or, which I, I have, you know, we've all, we're all going to experience doubt at one moment or another. And I finally got to the point, even in my most recent days, you know, just having such a support system that God has put around me recently, and I have just come to say, okay, I can use this doubt as a reminder to pray for what he's called me to do and and ask trustworthy friends to pray with me and for me. Um, You know, doubt can be um, quite overwhelming. And I just want to use that. I want to turn it, instead of, you know, allowing it to do what, you know, what the enemy wanted it to do or what my own thoughts wanted it to do that are not healthy thoughts, and I just want to use it as an opportunity to remember to ask people to pray for me. Uh, That's a big deal. Um, I I learned from Stormy Stormy O'Marty, and um, she she taught me that when you feel worried, that that is a picture of, Revelation 3.20, Jesus standing at the heart's door knocking and saying, can I come in and talk to you? And he's talking to Christians. So apparently, you know, you shut him outside the door of your thinking for a little right. bit. He's like, can I just come in and talk to you about this from my perspective? And she said, mm-hmm. worry or doubt in this situation, worry is, is Jesus knocking saying, can I please talk to you about this from my perspective? And mm-hmm. I tell you what, that really took the guilt and shame out of it for me. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, I shouldn't have that emotion. Well, sorry, mm-hmm. you don't get to pick whether you have it or not. It's just going to mm. come when it comes. But mm-hmm. then what you do with it, you know, running it to right. Jesus. I love the phrase, will you just talk to me about this from your perspective? And mm-hmm. it does change everything. It does. It makes a big difference. Um, women, I think, need a huge support system, too, you know, um, we need some some godly advice, and not everybody um, needs to be your trusted prayer partner, but definitely p- picking people with wisdom and people who want you to dream, Marnie. You know that you you want to be around people who give you permission to dream, because uh, in my book I talk about dream patrol. There's there's people who are always watching to see <laughs> what are you dreaming, you know, and are you dreaming too much? Yes, you are. We need to take care of that. <laughs> I love dream patrol. That's great. I love that phrase. Are uh, you part of the dream patrol? Uh, yeah, because it's so true that a lot of people, in fact, you know, there are people in my life who really can't handle uh, hearing about my dreams and visions. It's just too much mm-hmm. for them. They they don't mm-hmm. they don't um, they don't believe God talks like that. They don't believe whatever. And mm-hmm. I've just learned right. to be very sensitive to them and to just yeah. not worry them with it. I will just yeah. keep it. You know. You know, I mean, really, and and in some ways, you know, I even used the analogy of, you know, my love life with Dave. I'm not going to go telling everybody about that. You know, that's That's between him and I. Okay, so there are some things that are just between God and I, or maybe God and this group of prayer warriors. 
You know, that's yeah. okay. Everybody doesn't have to be okay with my dreams and visions. It wasn't for mm-hmm. them. So, uh, so I love, I love, I love the phrase mm-hmm. "dream patrol." That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> okay, we're just about ready to take a little break and come back and talk about the power of the discouraging voices around you, which we're touching on right now. But I kind of felt like, were there any other critical identifiers that you wanted to go through? Um, so remember that mer- most things worth having require a holding on to. You, you've got to just hang on to them. And unless you have a clear directive, keep going. The waves of doubt will settle, okay? It will settle. And, um, and also, let this be um, an indicator that you might, I just talked about it, and Marnie and I just talked about it, about how this may be the time for you to surround yourself with more encouraging people and events. A lot of times we, thought, we talk just about people, but we also need to maybe um, go to some events that might uh, awaken us or encourage us to, to do whatever it is that we need to do, some volunteering, whatever it may be. But sometimes doubt is saying, hey, it's time to surround yourself with people. It's time to, to maybe step into something, volunteer, give, do. Yeah. Hmm. I love it. Okay, we're going to take a short break, come back and talk about the power of discouraging voices around you, as well as how to position yourself to believe that, indeed, yes, you can. Okay, we'll be right back. Find your next speaker at womenspeakers.com, the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,000 Christian women speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range. Speaker profiles include their bio, professional headshot photo, a list of topics with descriptions, some references from people who've heard them speak, and so much more. Connect directly with any speakers you like by phone, social media, or the online connection box. It's really that easy. Womenspeakers.com has been the number one online connecting place for hundreds of speakers and thousands of event planners since 2002. It's all fast, fun, and free to search anytime you have time, day or night. Check it out now at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and you are visiting with us today at Marnie's Friends on the topic, Just Say Yes. If God called you to it, then you can do it with our guest, Teresa Lust of Teresa Lust. Teresa, we were talking right before the break about uh, dream patrols, and, um, you know, there's some people who just really are discouraging. Sometimes it's in my head, Teresa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am the most discouraging person in my life. But um, sometimes the voices are outside of us. And um, maybe just talk about that for a moment. So um, the the power of discouraging voices around you, um, again, kind of like the the secret to using the, the doubt as an advantage, it's kind of the same idea here. Um, they help, so the, these identify uh, the exact doubts. For instance, am I educated enough, skilled enough, prepared enough? You know, those are, though they're discouraging voices, so we have to discern it. And, and that's where, where uh, that's a lot of what I heard you say even just a little bit ago about, you know, who you share your things with um, because that requires discernment. So sometimes we just blurt everything out, and, but we really need to be discerning. So, so we need to kind of we need to apply discernment to this as we try to identify. Okay, is this a doubt that's really trying to get me down? Is it is it an unrealistic doubt, or is it a doubt that will actually push me into the direction I need to go? For instance, um, if there is, you know, like if we ask, am I educated enough, skilled enough? Well, depending on what you're trying to do, 
you'll have to ask those questions. And some, and sometimes they'll be realistic questions. You know what I mean? Um, like you'll have to ask yourself, well, I'm trying to enter into this field. And, okay, what, what does that require? Are you, you know, prepared? Um, and here's what I'm going to say. I believe that God gives us the skills and the talents and the abilities to fulfill a specific purpose and call. Just take um, worship leaders, for instance. Um, most of the people who can sing are worship leaders, right? I mean, they or, or people who are worship leaders can sing, I should say, um, for yeah, the yeah. most part. Right, right. Yeah, for the most yep. part. Well, they already have a God-given equipping. So we have to right. run with the God-given equi- uh, equipping. But then there's a the portion of that that we need to identify is it truly a discouraging or is it a reality check? And so there's nothing wrong with um, preparing yourself. And let me tell you, Marnie, when I, when God was really stirring something in me, he, he hadn't shown me exactly what it was. He was giving me tidbits. He, he had already told me it would be working with women at that time. He's expanding my ministry a little more now, but it was just going to be with women at the time. And, and so he, so I was eating up these, books. I mean, he had given me so much, but then I was reading book after book. I couldn't stand it. It was crazy. It was like being pregnant. And that's the only way when you're pregnant, you just want to eat most people, right? right? They just want to eat. <laughs> that's what it was like. I was eating up knowledge and knowledge of every kind of thing, women in business, women in ministry, you know, godliness and women, everything that you could, all the women of the Bible, it was just one thing after another, after another. So we need to use the power of discouraging voices to do a reality check, but also to say, no, I am also ready to go. You know, there are times when we're just ready to go. And sometimes we we get afraid, so we make a couple of excuses along the way. Not that you and I know anything about that, Marnie. No, not at all. Yeah, I like the the distinction between discouragement and reality check because that's so true. And, in fact, this afternoon when I was doing the group coaching for 21 Day Wins, um, we were talking about that. I, I use the analogy of people coming to my restaurant. And when they come into the restaurant, they choose what they want to eat, and then they have to pay for it. <laughs> so mm. you don't get to just say, you know, you don't get to just say, yeah, that's what I want. You also mm-hmm. have to say, yeah, this is what I'm going to invest to get it. Um, yes. And it's the same way, you know. I mean, we just can't just say, well, God called me to, you know, Noah. Okay, God called me to say, you know, save my family and the animals in the ark. So I'll just sit here for 120 mm-hmm. years and see if the ark develops. No, I mean, he built it. He had to mm-hmm. He had to do it, you know, and we have That's to good. do it. That's yeah. right. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, I think of, I, he came to mind right away because, you know, you think 120 years and nobody got on the ark with them. So that means mm. the whole time everybody thought he was an idiot, just a complete yeah. idiot. And they right. had to be telling him that the whole 120 years. I just can't fathom mm-hmm. that, really. <laughs> yeah, the tenacity. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Hmm. How do we position ourselves to actually say yes to God when it's something that we know is like too big for us? I mean, there's just no way I can do it by myself must be wrong (laughs) i know right um well we start start giving of yourself in a new area if the existing ones are not moving you into the calling that you're sensing or feeling god moving you into um you know we can't you can't grow in the same place one of the things that uh, i i see is people who don't grow have the same exact circle of influence it never changes 
And I know that there are core people that are important and to, to have in our lives. Um, you know, there's the, the faithful, loyal core people who could really, um, they're a support system. They're, you know, kind of a, an assigned friend or what have you, but we must grow into a new area. And when uh, one of the things, when I see organizations, Marnie, full or certain groups where it's the same things over and over and over again, I just kind of move away from that because if I'm not seeing growth for me personally, it's an indicator. So you've got to start moving yourself into new areas. I'm not saying abandon the ones that you're in, but there's got to be some kind of growth in your life. Um, Number two, you've got to remember that God has called you and he has equipped you. Again, we, that's number one. We cannot forget that. Um, I would also say that we need to cast our net and test the waters in some areas that we felt called to. Um, it, you know, we may have to, um, like you were saying earlier, um, you know, it didn't turn out like I expected, so the failure is going to be like feedback. Um, it's okay to test the waters. Cast your net. It's okay. We're going to figure it out. And what's the worst that could happen except that we fail, right, Marnie? I mean, if tomorrow ended for us, how bad would it be just because we tried something and it didn't work out? A lot of times that's more about us trying to protect our integrity. Um, Set up a prayer and support circle with people who are trustworthy, people who want to dream with you. Uh, You made it real clear earlier. You do, not everybody can handle how big you're going to dream and how big you actually dream. There are just people who cannot handle that. It's okay. So you've got to surround yourself with people um, who can handle it. And like you said earlier, you know, Joseph, well, you know, he was a big dreamer, right? Um, So we've got to keep that in mind. Um, Be prepared to give other people the same support. Um, and, And so that's quite, quite important. And then, Practice believing what God said, that you're his child, that you're called, equipped, and purposed for each season of life, for his kingdom, for yourself, and for others. And that's what I would say, Marnie, and how to position yourself into the yes, I can do it. Hmm. I think the last point, I want to camp there for just a minute, because this is something mm-hmm. I do all the time, Teresa. In fact, I have many, many, many um, prayers and recitations that I've written over the years that I go through, you know, hanging right in front of me right now is this one that, um, <laughs> that's been going for a while. Now, as you guys listen to me say it and pray it, um, you'll recognize that there are no specific details here. But this is critical mm-hmm. to my ability to go forward at this stage of my life. So here mm-hmm. it is. It is with mm-hmm. great joy and honor that I forgive and release to God every last thing that is not for our good. With energetic praise and thanksgiving, I receive your perfect plan, provision, and protection for us now. There is no lack, loss, limitation, or lateness with you. All riches, power, and perfect timing belong to you. You are the king, O Lord, and you rule over all. I am yours and you are mine. Your banner over me is love. There is no fear in love. Perfect love Mm -hmm. casts out fear. So I go free to live each day in breathless anticipation, watching your perfect plan unfold in our lives and I just say that over and over and over and pretty soon another one will come and this one will come down off the wall and it will be deep in the side of my spirit and I'll go to the next one but it is Mm -hmm. critically important that we keep reminding ourselves 
mm-hmm. of God's great love and intense directionality in our lives that he is mm-hmm. the one steering both. <laughs> We're not just lost. Absolutely. Yeah. We well, that's beautiful, Martin. His name is God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. Absolutely. There was, you know, one of the things too, if, if I could say real quick, is, yeah. you know, we we search and search for this calling and this purpose, and and let me tell you, when you arrive, when you finally not fully arrive, but when you get to a point where you just go, oh, this is what I what I've been preparing for. This is what I've been doing we must remember that we're not looking for it to just find it and then say, okay, good, we're done, I got it. But it should be a lifestyle. You know, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, the purpose is to be a lifestyle. It may evolve here and there, but it's, it's a lifestyle. It should be a lifestyle because whatever, I would hope that whatever purpose we're seeking with all our heart is going to benefit someone else, right? Because we're not necessarily doing it just for us. God allows us to, to really enjoy what he's doing through us but it's only for somebody else, so it's important to make sure it is a lifestyle. Yeah, I think you'd be hard pressed to find one example in Scripture where God called something to do someone to do something that was only ever going to benefit them. And of mm-hmm. course, probably it wouldn't be in Scripture if it was, because it would already be benefiting us if it was in there. <laughs> so it wouldn't be possible. I don't think it's possible. <laughs> Love it. Exactly. We were talking. You know, one of the points that we talked about was um, the power of discouraging voices. And my sister had been at a conference one time where the the um, leader was giving this an illustration, so they could understand the power of negative words on you and especially mm-hmm. of abusive words towards you. And he called a volunteer up and he said to her, I want you to put your arms out to your side of your body and hold as firm as you can. And I'm going to push down on your arms and you resist me. And she did a fairly mm-hmm. good job of resisting him. Then and the presenter said, now I'm going to say a bunch of stuff to you that is totally not true. I don't know you. None of this could be true. And it's going to be really nasty words. So I want you to just know this is not about you. It has nothing to do with you. It's just, I'm just going to use this as an illustration. Are you okay? Yep. She's like, fine. Yeah, I'm fine. So he just berated her in front of that group of people and told her she was a loser and, you know, went on just for a few moments. Mm -hmm. And then he said, okay. He said, now you knew that wasn't true, right? She knew it wasn't true. And he said, now I want you to put your arms out to the side and I'm just going to push down again. She had zero resistance left. Her arms just went straight down beside her body. Oh, wow. And when we underestimate the power of discouraging words around us. We really mm-hmm. don't go to Jesus for re- restoration like we should. And as soon as you are aware of these discouraging voices, and, you know, I, I, this is the point where I, I really disagree with our current culture. Our modern culture mm-hmm. says, run away from every discouraging voice around you. <laughs> I really, I really yes. think sometimes, you know, God, yeah. if you run away from one, God will put another one in your life. <laughs> He'll allow it mm-hmm. because, that really strengthens us because it strengthens us not to take it better, but to run more quickly to him. And that's the whole mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, Marnie. Yeah, I, I think it's so important for us to recognize whether it's worry or doubt or discouraging voices or just confusion running to Jesus. I mean, that's always going to be. You know, there's that joke now, Yeah. you know, Jesus is the answer to every question, you know, but for me, it's not funny. For me, it's mm. the truth. Jesus is right. my answer to every question. He's always right. the right answer. 
He he knows right. everything, so why wouldn't I go to him? <laughs> I, mm, I could call exactly. a friend. But, you know, Jesus knows, and and I do call friends, but but uh, Jesus knows, and he, and he really longs yes. for us to come to him and to trust him mm-hmm. with everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, this is Marty Swedberg visiting today with Teresa Lusk of TeresaLusk.com. We're going to come right back and talk about how to see your calling as a catapult for yourself and others and also ways to increase the connection of your calling to the opportunity. We'll be right back. Let's talk about boot camps, webinars, expos, group coaching, and stuff like that. I love investing into your life at every opportunity, so I host group coaching programs plus frequent expos, webinars, and boot camps. For example... Visit www.biblestudyexpo.com. That's one of the sites that's under the umbrella of Marnie.com. Over there, you're going to find 80 individual 15-minute interview MP3s with authors of women's Bible study books. So the next time you're choosing a Bible study book for yourself or your group, visit BibleStudyExpo.com and actually meet the authors and hear why they wrote that book. It's available anytime you have time over at BibleStudyExpo.com. Another thing you'll find at Marty.com are the MP3s, PDFs, and PowerPoints of all previous boot camps, so you can tap into that training in your spare moment. No need to show up on a particular day because everything's available to you anytime you have time. And be sure to take advantage of the monthly group coaching programs. I personally have paid $600 for group coaching like this, but I offer it free as part of the mentorship program or a la carte for just $99 a month. My heart is to help you succeed at reaching your God-given goals as soon as possible. So join us each month for 21-day group coaching. All of this and more is available to you at Marnie.com. That's M-A-R-N-I-E.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and you're visiting for us uh, with us today on the program Just Say Yes. If God calls you to it, then you can do it. You know, Teresa, I... I love that. I love that uh, subtitle there. If God calls you to it, you can do it. I always say, if God calls you to do it, then He's willing to support you through it. Um, but mm, if you're off on your sense. own mission, then mm-hmm. you shouldn't be like putting your hand out. I mean, you know, if we went to an angel investor in the world here, a person mm-hmm. who was an uh, investor and they had money to invest. And you went in and you told them your idea, and they said, "Yeah, I don't think I think I don't <laughs> think that's going to work, and I don't think I'm going to support you in it." But you pursued mm-hmm. anyway, and then you went back to them and you kept saying, "But you have to. You've got the money. You have to support me. You have mm. to because you have the money. That would just be insane." And yet, that's what we do with mm-hmm. God. You know, we have these yes. things that we want to do, but they're outside of His calling for us. And so it's yes. really important for us to, you know, first be very clear about is God calling me to it? But then mm-hmm. once we get clear about that, then saying, of course I can do it, even if it looks really mm-hmm. tough, really hard. Let's talk about the calling itself. And you use the word catapult. So kind of tell us what you're thinking about that. So, um, well, just real quick, you know, you made a good point about just, being out there and trying to make God join into our venture, (laughs) you know, that he didn't really call us to do. And, you know, one of the prayers that I used to pray from that morning, because I went through a, you know, a time of shame, a little bit of a, a, you know, feeling because you have the doubts and, and, uh, and then you go, well, 
you know, this is taking so long for it to come to fruition or what I think God's calling me to do. And so I eventually just started to pray, God, if this is not what you have for me, remove it all from my heart. Every desire for it, right. every mm-hmm. want for it. Yeah, because I don't, I want to be in his will. And so, yeah. so, so in addition to that, you said, was to see your calling as a catapult for yourself and others. One, you attend various events that really encourage you. Um, it's it's a connection thing, Marnie, is really what it is. The connection will lead you to the opportunity. I don't have time to share everything right now, but one of the ways that I um, also realized that I had a passion for teaching women, uh, somebody um, very close to me got into some trouble, and I, through looking for an opportunity for them, I found an opportunity for me, and then I started giving myself over to that, and, and it was a revelation there. It was just like the library, you know, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, I love doing this. And, again, that lined me up with what God had told me to do. That's how we catapult ourselves. Um, mm. And remember that delay is not denial, nor a revoking mm. of your call. Very important. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can you feel know, a little abandoned. I, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I think I, I think that's the key is to is to look in scripture at the people that had large callings on their life and very few of them I don't know of anybody who waltzed right into it. Um, mm. Most people in the Bible that I can think of who had a large calling on their life really spent years and years and years in boot camp. I mean, you just think about Moses. You know, first mm-hmm. of all, taken away from his family you know, until he was a teenager, and then out in the desert for 40 more years so that, oh, yay, now he can go lead the children of Israel who weren't a piece of cake to lead until all the way then he didn't get to go in the camp. You know, but yet God just honored him so much, and it said he was the most humble man in the world. Mm-hmm. And so when mm-hmm. we're looking at other Christians who've gone before us, we have to say, okay, this just because this isn't pretty, or because it isn't mm. fun, or, you know, because it doesn't get yes. there. I hoped it would. None of that is an indication that you're not on track. That's right. Which, That's I right. mean, we, we easily get confused about that. We say, I must be doing something wrong. And I say, I think you're doing something mm-hmm. right. <laughs> right. And being cautious, too, right, because we get into the comparison game of, well, why is she there and why am I not here and why, you know, that, right. you know, also, you know, you said uh, Moses is a humble man. That's another one of those desperate prayers. God, help me to be humble because it's real easy not to be. It's real easy not to be. And so that you brought up a great point. I really loved um, Elizabeth Elliott would define, she defined humility as flexibility. And mm-hmm. that's been huge for me because I can't ever really identify humility in myself. Like, yeah, you know what the saying is, you know, if you start feeling like you're humble, then you know you're not. You know, I mean, humility mm-hmm. is just kind of uh, is thing that's out there and you can't really get your arms around it at all. You just you just hope that mm-hmm. you hope that you are, you know. That's yes. yes. When she defined it that way for me, I thought, you know what, that's something that I can actually do an acid test on. I can actually, mm-hmm. you know, see myself being inflexible or see myself being demanding. You know, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just a signal to me. You know, I need more work there. It's kind of a digression. But <laughs> yeah, that's a great okay. point, though. It's very true. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about ways. Okay, so encouraging others in and out of season. It's not always simple, but it's always a, a guaranteed 
uh, good result because you're encouraging others. Um, you know, in this, Marnie, I, I try to take everybody with me. Everybody who says, I want to go, if I can, I'm taking you with me. Because we all, mm-hmm. you know, we all share in this. You know what I mean? I help you. You help me. We're, you know, you've been a great example for that. Uh, I, I'm thankful for what you, what a great um, friend you've been. And, um, and so that's important, you know, encouraging others. I lose nothing by encouraging others. If anything, I gain. You know, so we, we've really got to be others-focused. So God praying, God, what can I do to help others today? This is, it, it takes your focus off of you, too, because, you, you know, right. otherwise you're just sitting there going, what about me? What about me? What do I do? What, where do I need to be? <laughs> yeah. Now it's, what about them, God? Ooh, you know, if you see some gifting in somebody, call it out. You know, call it out on them. Invest in their dreams and assist them in their search. You will lose nothing. They're not a competition. We are all God's children. We all get to play, and that's very important. So invest in others. And I can't tell you enough, you know, how much uh, that will change your life. Because learning to give and being focused on other people, if you're not naturally like that, which let's be honest, most of us are not, and I speak even for myself, it had to become a kind of a lifestyle. So it starts practice. It starts like a practice, and then eventually it becomes a lifestyle. So make it a lifestyle to invest in others and stay focused on what you know you're called to do. Um, Ask yourself if the responsibilities you're taking on are part of the true plan for you. And if not, clean your plate off for the right opportunity. Some of us are so filled with opportunities to say, oh, my goodness, I don't know that I could take on anything else. So then maybe we need to evaluate, are the things that are on your plate really part of God's plan for you at the moment? I'm not saying be irresponsible and say, see you later to whoever, you know, you know, you, this is something you need to work out and pray and ask the Lord to, to guide you with. But sometimes our plate is full of, of, of um, commitments and opportunities, Marnie, that have nothing to do with where God wants us. Absolutely. So there's kind of a balance between not doing anything and doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a third one there? Um, I, I have, I've shared them all. Yeah. Encouraging others in okay. and out of season and yeah. So I got encourage others and stay focused. What was the other one? Um, invest in others' dreams and assist invest. them in okay. their search. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So encourage, invest and stay focused. Yeah. I think, uh, there, I've told this story before in the air, but, uh, several years ago, God called me to do something I didn't have time to do. Um, but mm. yet it fit right directly with my mission and vision, and I, I it mm. would not go away. Tracy. It was just like this: you've got to do this, you've got to do this. <laughs> and I'm like, but I can't. I don't. I can't. I don't feel like I can drop anything that I've got, and I, I can't fit it in. And so it wouldn't go away. So I finally said, okay, God, I'm going to do this. But in order to do it, I obviously time does not work for me anymore. Then, so I'm going to put away <laughs> my watch. I'm going to put away all my clocks. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to let you order me around. And since then, that's what I've let him do. And wow. it was quite a learning, quite a learning experience. <laughs> I would get up in the morning. Like it. it was the morning, and take a shower and get dressed. And after a couple hours, I'd be like, "Well, apparently it's not morning because nobody else is up yet. So I guess I'm going to." <laughs> I mean, it was really. I had to learn how to hear him. Learn how to really hear him. Mm-hmm. And that's but good. there was time. There was absolutely time to do it if I let him orchestrate 
my life. And mm-hmm. there is. If God calls you to something, I want you to know for sure that if he calls you to it, then you can do it. Teresa, this has been That's fantastic. Right. Really, really good. Do you have a closing thought for us? Don't get frustrated to the point that you feel like God's forgotten about you. He hasn't. There's plenty of work out there to do. There's plenty of work out there to do. Trust me. So just step out, you know, step out of your comfort zone, get you a prayer support system. Seek him constantly because it's a lifestyle. Again, a lot of these, a lot of these things that I share today, they're really a lifestyle as well. You know, just constantly communicating with him. You know, he's there. He'll direct. um, He'll guide your path and just help others. I mean, that's to me, you know, the first, remember that you are part of God's family. So you're called, you're qualified. You can never question that again. I remove the permission from you to question that again, but for sure, invest in others and don't get frustrated. 